Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 9, verses 46 through 50, entitled, True Greatness. The world thinks it has the corner of the market on greatness. The problem, however, is that the world has such a limited view of greatness. John Piper said, If you can't see the sun, you will be impressed with a streetlight. If you've never felt thunder and lightning, you will be impressed with fireworks. And if you turn your back on the greatness and majesty of God, you will fall in love with a world of shadows and short-lived pleasures. Let's discover God's idea of true greatness. Here's Pastor Tim. He knows what you mean when you say, I'm fine. He knows what you mean when you tell that story about what happened this week. He knows what you mean and what you think and how you feel through every part of your life. The Bible says that He knew the thoughts of all men. And He does. He knows the thoughts of all men, all women, all boys, all girls. He knows. You can't hide from Him. You can't have a side conversation. Kind of leave Him out. He knows, doesn't He? Let's go back into our passage. And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him, set this little boy by him. And he said then to them, whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all will be great. Greatness is found in that childlike dependency. But it's more than that, isn't it? Think about this child. I mean, this, is, this would have been one of those same kind of children that the disciples looked at Jesus one day and said, Jesus, tell these kids to get out of here. They're running around and making a lot of racket. Get these kids out of here, Jesus. What did Jesus say? You let those little children come to me. One reason why we do Bible school. That's why we go on mission trip and do backyard Bible clubs. Because Jesus says, let the little children come to me. The little children come to Jesus with a faith. Sometimes it's far different than adults come to Jesus with. Sometimes adults come to Jesus with a kind of faith that says, Jesus, I want something from you. A child comes to Jesus and simply says, I want to give myself to you. That's the way that I need to come to Jesus. But I want you to notice something else. He says, whoever receives this child, what does that mean? It means serving him, doesn't it? Now think about this for a moment. Children were down the line even from women in that day. A woman in that day didn't have any rights. They didn't have any personhood. They didn't have any property. They didn't have anything really about them. They were property of their husbands or of their fathers. The children... Get to be below that. 
They don't, have, they don't have any room to talk. They don't have any room to be heard. They don't have any reason to speak. They don't have any reason to do. They are just there until they finally grow up. Better to be heard and not seen, right? So Jesus said, whoever receives this child, whoever serves this child. Well, if you're talking about somebody who's low, and you got to serve them, guess where you got to get? You got to get lower. What's he talking about? It's not just talking about serving. He's not just talking about servanthood. He's talking about humility. They are bragging on all that they can do. Man, the pride on that particular trip as they walked down that road sounded like being at Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> I mean, the egos were swelling. You know? It's not who Jesus is. It's not who he wants his disciples to be. See, in a corporate world, we have a, we have a triangle system, don't we? All them little worker bees down here on the bottom, entry level, just getting started. They're going to work their way up that corporate ladder, Right? Until they're the top man on the totem pole. Till they're the greatest in that business. Christianity doesn't work that way. The church doesn't work that way. Shouldn't work that way. Instead, you take the triangle and you turn it upside down. You invert it. Right? It's not the person at the top who's the greatest. It's the person at the bottom who is the greatest. It is the servant of all. It is the one who understands and has grasped true humility. If we were to take a survey in here today and simply say, tell me who Jesus is. What is your favorite attribute of Jesus? Somebody's going to say, Jesus is loving. I mean, they're going to be right. Jesus is forgiving. Jesus is faithful. Jesus, Jesus is the greatest. You know, we'll even take it from this. But when Jesus described himself, he really only used two words. Just two. He said, I am gentle. And I am humble. To be like Jesus and to be great is not to lord it over others. You start by being gentle and by being humble. You'll never attain true greatness without genuine humility. Not what we want to hear, is it? I, I want to hear what do I have to do? What, what, what mark do I have to hit in order to have true greatness? It's not about doing, it's about being. It's about receiving, isn't it? 
He says, whoever receives this little child. He says, he receives me. Who receives me receives the one who sent me, the Father. Outside of a relationship with Jesus, when you have received him and now have the right to become the children of God, you cannot have true greatness. A person without Christ is a person who is ruled by the world. The world only has definitions that are temporal and earthly. Jesus has a definition that is spiritual, that is inward, and one that is eternal. There's one more thing I want to say to you about true greatness. It is elusive, you know. It's like that slippery pig. <laughs> I remember when the, uh, you remember when we used to have the Salisbury Fair? Suddenly in my mind came that uh, grease pig and the grease pole. It's elusive. But it's also conclusive. You don't determine what true greatness is, he does. We stop trying to come to him on our terms. We come to him simply on his terms. And that leads me then to number three. True greatness is inclusive. It's inclusive. You see, one of the things that we do to make ourselves look taller is to step on somebody else. If you can push them down, maybe you can push yourself up. Maybe you'll stand above the rest when everybody else is on their back. The idea that the world has then is that there's only room for one that's on the top. Now, I guess if you're saying that's Jesus, and that's, that's okay. But when we're talking about ourselves, we're talking about the church, we're talking about Jesus' people, there's plenty of room. You know why? Because true greatness is not about being on top, is it? We say the land is level at Calvary. Everybody, anybody, somebody can come to Christ at any time. And so Jesus said this, look in verse 49. John answered. <laughs> Peter's been rubbing off on him. John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. Now stop there for just a minute. Let me remind you. All the way back in verse number 1, Jesus gave them power and authority to cast out those demons. How they've taken that, these 12, especially in their argument time, is to be able to say, hey, he gave that to us. It's us. We're the ones. We're the chosen ones. We're the favorites. You know? It's an us versus them mentality. And you see it as it goes on. He says, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we forbade him because he doesn't follow with us. He doesn't belong to our group. He's not on our team. He doesn't wear our colors. And Jesus said to him, do not forbid him. For he who is not against us is for us. There's room in the kingdom for everybody. Kingdom of God is not a Baptist kingdom. And as soon as you think that you've got God put in this little box where you can control Him and you can pull Him out whenever you want something, 
you've missed the entire idea. True greatness is not about control. True greatness is about yieldedness. True greatness is about submission. True greatness is about humility. And so we see people who aren't like us, they don't look like us, they don't talk like us, they don't dress like us, their music is different than ours. Amen. We are majoring on things that are minor and missing out on the big picture. True greatness is not found by following a formula. True greatness is found in belonging to Jesus, being yielded to Jesus, and being like Jesus. You know, we imagine what those conversations would be like. Imagine if you were in it. Imagine if you were one of the ones, you're walking down this same road with these same 12 guys. What do you think? That Peter, man, he's a know-it-all. <laughs> what do you think? What would you say? You feel like you got to get in on that conversation? You, you, do, you, do you think maybe, I don't know if you have to raise your hand when you're in the group or not, but you know, raise your hand and say, yeah, Jesus, I did this though. I hadn't, heard, I hadn't heard anybody say this part. This is the part that I did. Jesus knows everything that you've done. He knows everything that you think. He knows every bit of what you are. He doesn't need you to brag on yourself. We just brag on Him. Right? Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. Maybe you need to be able to say, Jesus, I've been too worried about being on top. Trying too hard to be the main man or the main woman. Would you say this to him, Jesus, I yield myself to you afresh. Jesus, I yield myself to you afresh. In other words, I put you where you belong and I get down there where I belong. If you need to be honored, He'll honor you. If you need to be raised, He'll raise you. That's His business and not yours. So would you just submit to Him? There's some of you that are in here who may need to say, Jesus... I want to receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. I want to belong to you. That's the starting point. Father, you know everything that's going on in every heart, in every mind in this room. You perceive it. I pray then that you would lead us.
Lead us to this point that we need to be today. If we need to give our hearts to you, Spirit, please draw them to yourself. If we need to yield ourselves to you, Holy Spirit of God, please draw us into our right place. We want to be right with you. We want to be useful tools in your hands. And so Jesus, do what you will in these moments. In your name we pray. Amen. Stand with This year, at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.